Now, today we're kicking off a new collection uh, called Becoming. And I say kicking off, but next week we'll, we'll deep dive uh, further into it. But oftentimes, at the beginning of the new year, uh, we, we all have this idea of, God, you know, what do we want this year to be? And maybe we, you make resolutions or, or goals or, or things of that nature. And I think that's great and that's important. But much more than the goal, much more than the resolution, I think we have to pay attention to, to who are we becoming? Who has God called us to become? In fact, that's the central question for the next four weeks of this collection is who are you becoming? Because the Bible talks about what is it profit for someone to gain the whole world but lose their soul? So in other words, it's not necessarily the mark of success is not how much you obtain, how many people know who you are and what you've been able to participate in. But it means that success somewhere is talking about the person that you've become. I think we can look at maybe very successful uh, business people or maybe athletes uh, and, and, and look at the great success that they have had, but then at the expense that it's cost them. So it means for you and I that it's important to pay attention to who we are becoming. And so today we're kind of going to lay the groundwork uh, for where we're going to go over these next uh, couple of weeks. And today I want to come from just a single uh, verse. It's Luke uh, chapter 2 verse uh, 52. So you can go ahead and uh, go there with me. Luke chapter 2 verse 52. Anybody need more time? If you have found yourself in Revelation, you have, you've gone you got to come on back. <laughs> Being Genesis, we got to get through the Bible reading plan. That, that's not shade. It's not. That sounded like shade. It's not. Luke 2, 52, <laughs> simply says this. And Jesus grew in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and man. Come on, let's pray. Father, we thank you. God, we thank you for your grace, your love, and your mercy. God, thank you for who you are. Thank you for these moments, God, that we get to connect and gather around your word. And, Lord, I pray for the next few moments, God, that you open up our eyes, allow us to see what it is that you're showing us. God, open up our ears, allow us to hear what it is that you're speaking to us. And, Lord, we say this, we're your servants. We say, speak, Lord, because we're listening. In Jesus' name we pray. Everybody said? Come on, come on. Everybody said? Amen, amen. I love that, amen. Hey, um, so family, we, we have stepped into a new year. 2022 is gone, and here we are in 2023. And stepping into a new year, it always reminds me of what it was like growing up in church every time it was time to begin a new year. And what I always notice is that the year that we were stepping into, well, let me say this. We would, there would be a declaration of what that year is. And that declaration would always, like, rhyme with the year that we were, are y'all tracking with me? So, like, for instance, it was like, God's going to do more 
in 2004. <laughs> Come on. We coming alive, church, in 2005. If it's broke, it's going to be fixed in 2006. Oh, come on, come on. We're going to experience open heaven in 2007. Come on. It's going to be great in 2008. And it was wrong, but it's going to be fine in 2008. Nine And listen, church, I'm here today to tell you that you're going to win in 2010. Can I get a good amen? And that open heaven you were supposed to get in 07, you're going to get it in 2011. <laughs> now listen, I know you may say, why are you making fun of that? I'm not making fun of that at all. I just thought it was interesting that they always rhyme. And there's nothing at all wrong with making a declaration about the year. In fact, I feel like there's a word of the Lord for the becoming church in terms of what this year can look like for us as a community, um, but also in your lives personally. And I was just praying, asking the Lord, and I feel like that word is preparation. So, I'm, so don't think that I'm, I'm against the idea of declaration. Now, making a declaration, there's nothing magical about it, Right? But it's, it's a mindset, it's a perspective, because here's the thing that's about that. It's one thing to make a declaration about a year, but it's another thing to begin to move in action towards what that declaration looks like, right? So the only way to get there is to begin and sit down and ask the question, okay, but how? What does that look like? And oftentimes, it means that we have some areas that we have to grow in. So we have to ask the question, what areas must I grow in? And then once I've identified those areas that I must grow in, then we must ask, how do I grow in these areas? And so today, I want to come from that angle very quickly, from this angle of how to grow or how to become. Because becoming is important. You know, oftentimes what you behold, you will become. So it's important to, to pay attention to what has your attention because that thing right there will consume you. And so we can make all the declarations we want. We can, we can make the, the list, the goals, the resolutions, all these things. But if our attention isn't in the right place, if the right thing, uh, we're, if we're not beholding, like David in Psalms 27, he says, behold the beauty of the Lord. That I want to worship you in your, your temple. That the one thing I ask, the thing that I desire the most. So David was getting at this idea and, and the importance that what I behold is important because what you behold, you will become. And we work against ourselves when we say, Lord, I'm believing for the year to look like this, but everything we do does not look like the thing we're believing God for. And so then we sit on January, excuse me, December 31st, and we wonder, well, Lord, what happened? But we never sit down to do some evaluating. The, the, the difficult thing for us to do oftentimes is to evaluate. Why? Because evaluation requires us to be honest. And oftentimes we don't want to be honest with ourselves. We want to hide things and sugarcoat things as if the Lord doesn't know anyway. Right? And so you're like, man, you're going to swing on the first? Yes. Because 
The Lord has called us to prepare. He's called us higher. The tools that we need, they're already in our hands. You're like, yo, I don't have enough. Listen, if he can do what he did with two fish and five loaves of bread, he can do so much with what he has placed in your hands already. So it's not about looking and asking and praying for this, for that. The Lord says just go with what's in your hands. But that is going to require some evaluation and having a system and a process around this. And, you know, many of us are familiar with baby Jesus. You know, we, we celebrate the birth of Jesus, um, uh, Christmas, and all that good stuff just, just a week ago. And, and we're familiar with adult Jesus because, uh, you know, we read the accounts of, of the miracles uh, and, and the signs and wonders and everything centered around his life as an adult. Uh, but we don't know much about growing Jesus Right. Like, like, OK, so he obviously had to grow. And in scripture, in Luke 252, if you go back to 10 verses prior to, uh, we see Jesus at 12 years of age. And then the next time we hear about him, he's 30 when he's beginning his public ministry. And so in that 18 year span, what happened? Well, Luke 252 gives us insight when it says that Jesus grew in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and man. And so family, if we want to grow this year, or let me say this, if Jesus grew in wisdom and stature and favor with God and man, how many of you guys know that it means it's important for us to grow? Or let me say it this way, that we too have room to grow. But it's great to have the revelation that we need to grow, but it's greater to have the strategy of how to grow. And so this is what we're going to just practically walk through this morning is how to grow, how to become. And before we before we do this, I want us to go back to Luke 2:52. If you can put that up on the screen cuz it gives us insight. It says and Jesus grew in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and man. So, let's get practical about this. What does that mean? It means that and Jesus grew intellectually, he grew physically, he grew in favor with God, meaning spiritually, and in favor with man, meaning relationally. And it's those areas right there, family, that I believe the Lord is calling us in the same way, to grow intellectually, to grow physically. Some of you are like, I, I'm, I'm done growing physically. I, I, we'll, we'll get there in a minute but to grow spiritually and to grow relationally. And so one thing that uh, maybe the last two years I started doing this that I do, kind of in that weird time where you don't know what day it is after Christmas uh, and before (laughs) New Year's, before today, is I sit down and I like to do this. So I take out my thought book. It's not a journal. (laughs) I take out my thought book book where I write my thoughts down and see here at the top of the page how to grow in 2023 and I have Luke 252 here at the top and create this quadrant and you can see the quadrant you know wisdom stature favor with God and favor with man relationally I I misspelled that but ignore that (laughs) I don't know what that is but favor with God uh, relationally so let's look at this first one wisdom really quickly which means to grow uh, intellectually. 
you know, wisdom is important. You know, Proverbs 4, 7 even talks about that wisdom is the principal thing. So it's okay to, to have wisdom, to apply the knowledge uh, that, you, that you have gained. And so here's an exercise for you to do. And, and you say, well, the New Year's already began. It's okay. You can still do this today. Uh, do this. You can do this the rest of this week. But sit down and create these quadrants and say, you know what? I want to learn. Maybe that's learning a new skill uh, this year. Maybe there's, there's something that you've been wanting to do for like the last 10 years and you've never carved out the time to do it. And learn that new skill. Maybe you want to take piano lessons. I have that written down. You know, I, I got this dream. Maybe I'm going to, you know, hop on the keys one day. Develop some new investment strategies. Maybe that's your thing. Personal finance, like the Lord's calling you to save more so, so you can even increase your generosity. I want to read tw- at least 12 books this year. Maybe that's, you know, actually the, 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 the real thing, or maybe it's audio books, or I want to grow in my leadership, listening to podcasts. The main thing is sitting down and asking the Lord, how do you want me to grow in wisdom this year? And the next, stature. I'm just, this is just real practical this morning. Is this Okay. Because sometimes we think the practical and spiritual are in conflict with each other, but they're not. Uh, Jesus was, was very practical. And so, I, so I like that we can pause and we can attack this this way today. But grow in stature physically. And I think this is very important because sometimes we can just dismiss our, our, our physical health, especially guys. Like, come on, like that shoulder is not supposed to feel that way. I'll just sleep it off. No, it's not supposed to feel that way. It's wrong. The pain is a signal that something is off. Go get it checked out and then do the things that you need to do. Because it's important because oftentimes your physical life can impact your spiritual life. So it's important. But have, go hit the gym at least three times a week because getting the body moving, it helps mentally. And if you deal with anxiety or or anything that looks like depression, even just getting your body moving, it helps. For me, more and more cardio. Why? Because I like carbs a whole lot. (laughs) Maybe you want to run a 5K or 10K or or you want to just go ahead and do a whole marathon this year. But ask the Lord, how can I grow physically this year in favor with God which means which points to growing spiritually and that looks like I want to pray more this year in fact I want to pray every day you know prayer is not just talking to God but it's a it's a connection point prayer is is vital and oftentimes We'll go an entire week and we haven't said anything to the Lord. So then we have to ask the question, okay, how can he be Lord of my life and I haven't said anything to him for an entire week? But then it's not just talking to him, but it's also listening. So allow your prayer time to be moments of listening. And you guys have heard me share this before, but oftentimes like I, I get up in the morning and I go sit in the chair. There's nothing holy about the chair. I just like to sit in the chair. And I sit in that same chair, and I always ask, I just say the same thing, Lord, here I am. 
And I try really, really hard to be quiet, and it's really weird. And then I started thinking about stuff, and then I started over, and I said, uh, Father, here I am. And I, then I started over again. Because silence and solitude is a great opportunity to connect with the Lord and to kind of hit the restart button. And so pray more. Pray every single day, and prayer is very practical. Literally, you know, Paul says pray without ceasing. You say, how? I, I got a meeting today. I got things to do. We know that. Paul knows that. But here's, here's practically how that looks. Getting in your car before you leave, or even before you leave the house. Gathering your family around and praying with your family. Then you get in the car before you do the drop-off, before you do all the things. Lord, I thank you for protection as we travel. Then you get to work, and before you step into that meeting, God, I thank you for this productive meeting. So, so you see what I mean? Sometimes we make it like it's this whole, like, you know, just kind of light the candles and, you know, get the song and the keys. No, it's just simply having an awareness to say, Lord, I thank you for who you are. And I thank you for this meeting. May your grace abound in this situation. Before we have a difficult conversation, Lord, may there be grace in this conversation and understanding. So pray more. Read your Bible every day. Maybe a Psalms, maybe a proverb a day. Participate in a Bible reading plan. Uh, we have seven days of prayer and fasting. That's a great way to help kick off uh, this new practice of prayer. Growing spiritually. Lead a belong group. And Johnny, if you come as we begin to close today, attend Pathway and jump on a serve team. I think that's one of the best ways to grow spiritually. Invite Invite someone to church with you, a friend, a neighbor, a coworker. But we got to ask the question, how can I grow spiritually? And then grow in favor with man. Maybe if you're married, it looks like being intentional in your marriage. That's a, a date night or so, so, something that Katie and I I would do sometimes is a date day because, you know, you got three kids supposed to be like, I'm busy right now. Oh, what you doing? On the moon? Like, so it's hard to get somebody to get all three. And so maybe while they're in school, get a date day. And you say, look, yo, I'm trying to get my finances together. It's 70 today. So, you know, the weather's getting warm. Go, go walk outside call each other, FaceTime, sit, sit in the, in the uh, car, FaceTime, and eat leftovers from the, the night before, right? You, you get creative. The, the, the point is the connection. The point is the time. Make new friends. Not because the old ones are bad, but make new friends. Ah, oh, that's too much work. You can't make friends, you know, past 22. <laughs> Community is work. But it's worth it. And you got to challenge yourself and push yourself. I'm not going to get on a thing here. So we're a new church. And, and all of us are new here. And, you know, so there's not room for many of us to say, oh, man, it's so hard to meet somebody. We're all meeting somebody right now. We're all new. So you just got to take the plunge. Go introduce yourself. Go invite someone uh, for coffee. And listen. If it was weird, you don't have to do it again. <laughs> Look at that freedom. But at least you did it. And then maybe the next time, 
it's not weird. And you've just made a new connection and a new friend. You just got to try it. Here's a great opportunity to do that. Join a belong group. It's a safe place. It don't even have to be the two of y'all. There's like eight other people there, right? Join a belong group. You can sign up beginning on January 29th. The directory will go live. Go on vacation. Go with the family. And then just go with you and your spouse. Like the kids, y'all stay. Connect more with other families. Look for ways to get your kids active and connected and to build community and relationship. Community just doesn't happen. You have to be intentional with it. So my main, our main goal today was to set the stage on, on how to become. So we're going to dig more into this over the next couple of weeks. But we have to have a plan, family. It won't just happen. And a great strategy, in a great way, is to follow in the steps of Jesus. As the Bible tells us, he grew in wisdom, he grew in stature, he grew in favor with God and with man. Now, let me say this. You have to make this a priority. We have to prioritize this. We can't, we can't take this today and chalk it up as like, ah, whatever. Because what you don't make a priority, it will become optional. And when it becomes optional, you're not, you're not going to walk into, I think, what God has for you. That you don't know what God wants to do in these moments as you pursue growth in each of these areas. Because here's the reality. You don't become on accident. You become on purpose. So you have to have a level of intentionality. And so here's, I, I believe this, that... 2023 could be the best year of your life. Now, some people are like, oh, you better be careful saying that because remember we had 2020 vision and we know what happened then. <laughs> but maybe the things of 2020 was the things that God used to actually give us the vision that we needed to see where the holes were in our lives. So while, you know, on this end of it, we kind of poke fun at it, but God was like, mission accomplished. You see with the, the vision that I wanted you to see in, where I wanted your hope to go in, where I wanted your trust to go, where I wanted your faith to go. But here's why 2023 can be the best year of your life, the best year ever. If it is your best year spiritually. Because if it's your best year spiritually, that means your connection with God has grown. And if your connection with him has grown, that means no matter what 2023 throws at your way, that you have the anchor, you're ready, you have the anchor of your soul, Jesus, and you're living with him, holding you down, holding you up, and being all that you need, being all that you need for him to be. So I didn't say 2023 could be the best year of your life because, you know, you're going to you're going to find that spouse. You're going to get that promotion. You're going to start that business. You're going to write that book. You're going to release that music. All those things may happen, but the complete opposite of those can happen. But it can still be your best year because it was your best year spiritually. Y'all tracking with me? Come on, would you pray with me today? Father, we're grateful. We're thankful for these moments. God, thank you for this opportunity, Lord, on this first day of this new year, this first Sunday. God of this new year, to begin it together in community with you. 
God, we all have dreams. God, there's different goals. In fact, God, you're not against planning. You even talk about in Proverbs that it's great to plan, but allow you to, to direct our steps, to order our steps. So, God, in our planning, we invite you in. So that's why even before this simple exercise, God, we ask you, how do you want us to grow this year? Who is it that you want us to become? And Lord, give us the grace, give us the strength, give us the courage to then do the hard things to become who you're calling us to become. But God, we know becoming begins first by knowing you. Belong to community, believe in Jesus, and become who you've called us to be. God, it's not until we believe in you to know who you are, who we can discover who we are. And so if you're in here this morning and you don't know Jesus as your personal Lord, as, excuse me, as your Lord and Savior, I'm going to invite you to a relationship with him because that's where it begins. Because absent of him, this is just a self-help help talk. But faith in Jesus is more than self-help. That's not what we're here for. So we need him. We need the power of God in our lives. And when we put our faith in him, the spirit of God then lives in us, helping us to live a life that looks like Jesus. And so if you don't know the Lord and you want to say yes to living his way today and becoming who he's called you to be, if that's you without any hesitation, not going to make this long, would you just raise your hand in this place? If that's you, I just want to simply lead you in a prayer. Amen. Amen. I see your hands. Amen. You can place your hands down. I want to ask those of you who raise your hands especially, but I'm going to invite all of us to pray uh, this simple prayer. Say, Lord Jesus, forgive me of my sins. Give me a brand new start. Today I put my faith and trust in you. And I'm living for you as Lord and Savior of my life. Thank you for dying on the cross for me and giving me a brand new start. In Jesus' name. Amen.